process. Hello, hello, hello. This is Robert. I am the Recovery Guy. Welcome back. Welcome back. This is Monday, and this must be the fix. I always get so energized and excited to get back in front of this microphone and begin sharing with you what's on my mind, what's on my heart, things I see, things I hear, things I experience in my own life. Uh, Because at the end of the day, who doesn't like to have someone to share with? And I get to share with you and thank you for the comments because you get to share back with me. You know, John Barker, my great um, uh, compadre and website uh, engineer has got us busting out on all the channels. JJ hooked us up with Podbean. Now, now John has got us on all the major podcast channels. So no matter where you're listening from, we're excited. The numbers are coming in. Check this out. We have been podcasting since August 2nd, and in that short period of time, you have been off the chain in your response, and we could not be so any more grateful than we are. So on behalf of uh, JJ, uh, our podcast engineer extraordinaire, uh, John Barker, uh, and myself, we just want to say thank you for listening. Thank you for commenting. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for being a part of this thing we call recovery. And today's episode is actually going to be our first episode. And I was talking to JJ about uh, replaying this thing from August 2nd. I'm going to rebroadcast this. It is the Introduction to Recovery Guy. Uh, So often... Uh, you know, we get listeners along the way and and we sort of meet each other as we're going. But very often, it's good to sort of dial back and give you a bigger sense of who I am. Because if you do podcasts like I do, you know, when I started listening to Quote of the Day and, and other podcasts that I picked up along the way, I just sort of met them where they were at to move forward from there. But I actually had to go back and learn a little bit more about Sean Croxton and, and others that I that I do listen to on a regular basis. And so uh, we're just going to reintroduce you to me and to what Recovery Guy podcast is all about. But before we do that, you know, I met someone and they had the most interesting name. And do you ever, do you ever do that? Because I, I love names. I love words. I love the connectivity and the meaning of things. Matter of fact, my um, my lion, that uh, one of my tattoos that I have on my arm, I had this lion because of courage, right? Uh, and, and in recovery, courage is such a necessary attribute to go through what we need to go through to even get to the doors in the first place and to stay and to hear things that we're uncomfortable with and learn what we need to learn and set aside the things that aren't working to adopt the things that will work. That takes courage, right? So I had this lion uh, from Alan uh, Zen Tattoos do this badass lion for me. And then I I talked to this one person. I met them and and their name was Sundiata, S-U-N-D-I-A-T-A. And as we're chatting, I said, dude, 
Tell me about your name. Where does it come from? Is there a meaning behind it? It's got to mean something, right? So he tells me that Sundiata is the name of a West African warlord from the 13th century. Now, this dude's got my interest, right? I mean, you go back 13th century, West African warlord, and I'm all ears because I'm about to learn something. So he tells me that this cat's name was Sundiata, and check it out. Here's what it means. Are you ready? Hungering lion. (laughs) Was that crazy or what? Hungering lion. Not hungry lion. Hungering lion. And the connotation to that word, you know, if someone's hungry and they get fed, they're full. But someone who's hungering, to me, it's a continuum. I am always hungry. Like I told you before, I'll tell you again, my middle name is Moore, right? When I was out there ripping and running, it was more alcohol, more drugs, more negative behavior, all those things that get us to the rooms if we're lucky. And for many of us and most of us, it gets us to our death, which is even more sad. So Sundiata means hungering lion. So I got so excited about it because now I knew what to name my lion. So I went back into Alan and I said, dude, check it out. This is what I want above my lion. And he did it and it's there and it's a great conversation piece, but it, it just encourages me to know that there's names out there make a difference. So I told you all that to tell you this. Last week again, I was talking and I met this one person and her name was Tripti, T-R-I-P-T-I, Tripti. So I said, Tripti, that's an unusual name. What's, what's the background? Is it a combination of names? Why were you named that? And she told me that it's a, it's a name from India and it means to be content or satisfaction. And I said, what's the story behind this, right? And so Tripti went on to tell me that her, her father wanted to have a son. Now, she was the fifth daughter born, and he still did not have a son. And one of his friends came up and said, dude, you need to be content with these girls that you're having. You need to be satisfied that you even have healthy children at all instead of worrying about whether or not your daughter is a son, right? And so he named her Tripti because he was content with her. Is that not a great story or what? And here's the deal. Here's why it's significant for you and me. Because in our previous life, when we were out there ripping and running and nothing made sense and we were like Mr. Toad's wild ride, 100 miles an hour in every direction, right? We were never content. We always wanted to be somebody else, doing something else somewhere else. But who I was, where I was at, and what I was doing was never enough. There was never any satisfaction. There was never any contentment, right? So here's the deal. Let's be tripty, right? Let's go tripping. Let's be tripty. Let's learn to be content as we go through this journey of recovery. Now, we're not always going to be content. Sometimes we get a little anxious, and that's okay. Maybe sometimes my being anxious will get me to pay more attention or get me to work smarter in a particular area or take something more serious. But at the end of the day, at the end of my day, when I sit down and I realize one more day I was clean and sober, one more day I learned something I wasn't going to learn otherwise, and I lay back and say, you know what? This is good being me. I wouldn't be anywhere else. I wouldn't be anyone else. And I wouldn't be doing something else. And I'm satisfied with what I have. I'm not wanting more or anything else. 
The state or feeling of being contented, satisfaction, contentment. Is that where you are? I hope so. And in stages, early on in recovery, it's, it's hard to be in any one place for any given time, right? But let's learn to be content. Let's learn to be tripty, right? Let's know that we have a state of being contented and have that ease of mind that as the definition comes from contentment. All right, I'm going to send you off now. We're going to get the, the uh, introduction uh, to Recovery Guy loaded up from August set. August 2nd. Thank you so much for listening. We look forward to seeing you on Thursday uh, at the checkup. Have a great day. I am the Recovery Guy. Thanks for listening. at the same time. Uh, hey, my name is Robert. Um, I am uh, the recovery guy. Um, pretty excited to start laying down some podcasts, discussing some things. Uh, every day is an adventure and I just want to be a part of it. You know, before we get going, uh, I think some of the things that uh, may be most important uh, that you know about me is uh, how I often will describe myself as a, uh, a former broken person who learned how to become whole. Uh, by the time I was 18 years old, I had uh, become chronically addicted to alcohol and drugs, and my life was just a spiraling mess. Nothing made sense. Uh, this condition would lead uh, me in more negative and, and life-risking situations uh, than really any one person should ever have to live through. Then on April 25th, 1986, at the age of 32, uh, when I really thought all was lost, uh, I found my way to the rooms of recovery. Uh, I found there was another way. Uh, not only could I learn how not to drink or use and, and engage in other destructive behavior, but I found that I could become all I ever wanted to become. I, in fact, could become well. So my message to you and to, to others is, did you ever want to become whole? Did you ever want to become well? And I'm not just talking about alcohol and drugs. You know, alcohol and drugs and other substances, they're just a response to what's going on inside. Um, but where are you at with relationships? Where are you at with work? Where are you at with just life on life's terms, right? For the last 33 plus years uh, and counting, uh, I've been a student and now I'm a teacher, but I'm still a student. Uh, I'm learning to become what I call more. Matter of fact, I often tell people that my middle name is more. Uh, my motto is that I am overpaid in every area of life. <laughs> Let me repeat that. I'm overpaid in every area of life. And 
if you can't honestly say that, then we probably need to talk. Because there's no reason why you can't be. Now, that doesn't mean that I'm not waiting for certain areas of my life to come full circle, not waiting in relationships and other opportunities and, and health things. You, you know, we're all waiting for those, and we just call that life, right? But when you look at all the areas that are most important to me, not the things that I want, but the things that I need, you know, health, relationship, you know, finances, mental stability. I'm not addicted to anyone or anything. That's what I'm talking about. And when we consider those areas, I am overpaid in every area of life. My commitment to God or your higher power, whatever you want to term that thing that does for you what you need done, my commitment to God and others is to help anyone, anytime, and anywhere to find that hope before the flame goes completely out. Because I love what John Maxwell says. He says, if there's hope in the future, there's power in the present. I'm going to repeat that because it's can be life-changing if you really fully understand what that is. If there's hope in the future, there's power in the present. You know, sometimes we think if we just had a little bit of power, if we just had something going our way, we could get this done. But I'm here to tell you, there's absolutely nothing I can give you that you don't already have to get you to where you want to go. My role and opportunity with you as a life coach, as a mentor, as a person who's been there and worked through that, is to help you find it. How do I identify it? And how to ignite it to be the fuel that powers you moving forward. Because once the flame goes out and hope dies, for most of us, we never get it back. So if you are a person who still has hope, you just don't dare speak it out loud, <laughs> then we need to talk because I need to show you how to find your power so that hope becomes reality. You know, I love to assist people in going from darkness and despair to a place which they had only dreamed about. And it's really my passion. I wake up every day asking the universe for another opportunity to share what in AA we talk about, experience, strength, and hope. You know, I found, and here's where so many of us can relate across the board, I have found that my problem was never really about a substance. It really wasn't. It was never about the alcohol, the drugs, the other things that I used to put in my body or take around me to make a part of my external surroundings. It was never really about that. Are you ready for this? And maybe you can relate, and I hope you can. But if you can... It's going to be another indication 
that you and I were meant for each other. I found that my problem wasn't that I had to use or carry on with behavior. My, my problem was that I, I didn't know how to live, right? I don't know how to live. So I would tell people I would go through life sideways because going through life head on was just so painful for me that I couldn't bear it. And the pain grew and grew and grew. And it was necessary, as Father Martin says in Chalk Talk, it's, it's a natural human response to seek relief from that which is uncomfortable. Do you feel me? It's a natural human response to seek relief from that which is uncomfortable. Example, if it's cold, you put on a jacket. If it's raining, you use an umbrella. If it's too hot, you take off some clothes. If you have a headache, we take some aspirin, right? If we're, if we're thirsty and we're uncomfortable, we drink some water. If we're hungry, we eat. Those things that in life, natural things in life that make us uncomfortable until we fulfill them. And that's what I teach others how to do. I teach you how to find a natural progressive and positive way to give us what we need to become all that we can become. Essentially what I do is I, I teach others how to live in all its variable environments. So many people in this life lose their way. And my desire and hope and prayer is that I will see you along my journey. Because really what I want you to do through these podcasts is to sort of come alongside me, right? And, and, and lend a hand, and you lend your hand, and, and we go through this journey together, right? I often love to talk about The Wizard of Oz. What a fabulous movie, you know? Dorothy, she's lost. She thinks there's someplace else for her to be, somewhere over the rainbow, right? And along that journey on the yellow brick road, she meets these characters, right? Uh, the, the, the scarecrow, you know, he needs a brain. You know, the lion needs courage. The tin man needs a heart, right? And even the wizard needed to find a way to get back to Kansas. So when we look at all those people, you know, they sort of come together along the way. And they encourage each other to know that they're there through the thick and thin. And we need to be there, you and me together through the thick and thin. Because no matter what you need, let's go find it together, right? Right? Just because I'm where I want to be doesn't mean that there's not another place for me to go, right? Good is the enemy of best. And if, as well as I am today, I want to become more well, or as my good friend Tom Bennett would say, become weller than the well, right? How about you? Do you want to become well? Do you want to become more? I often tell people that's my middle name, right? When I was out there ripping and running and doing alcohol and drugs and all the other negative behavior was more this, more that, more the other, but that more was killing me. So now my more is hope, it's joy, it's peace, it's surrender, it's yielding myself to the things in life that contribute to my life. And my message is of hope, it's of joy, and it's for personal and practical prosperity for all, all who would listen and even those who don't because I don't know who you are 
right? I, I believe in it's, it's called the rule of thirds. Maybe you've heard it before, I don't know. But the rule of thirds, Dr. Nesman, my psychologist in college, one of my professors told me, said, Robert, the rule of thirds is this. A third of the people are going to gravitate to your message. They're going to love it. They're going to take it. They're already going in that direction anyway. And they're going to dig you and, and take what you have to offer and they're going to grow. Then there's going to be a third of the people who may or may not feel you, but they're not against you. Maybe they're not for you. Maybe they could go one way, but they won't go anywhere less because they've already made a decision to be mediocre, right? Then there's the bottom third who think I'm full of whatever and they don't want to hear my message, right? Because there's always that third and, and that's okay. But here's the deal. I don't know who you are. I don't know what third you're in. So I owe it to you and to me to speak to you as if you are in the upper third. I need to speak to you as if you're going to take this stuff, you're going to run, you're going to grow, you're going to become everything you've always hoped you would be. I want to be a fresh perspective. I want to introduce topics of instruction, of hope and joy that will highly motivate you in a positive way. I would consider it an honor if you would listen to the message that I've been given. My name is Robert. I'm a recovery guy. And I'm all about you going from broken to whole. Thank you for sharing this time with me today.